welcome to episode 322 of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. I am Ollie and I am joining from Darawal country. And I am Mel and I'm coming from Wurundjeri country. Uh, Mel, I've just realised I think I've gone in without the uh, without the surname, so it's party at the front and party at the back tonight. <laughs> I thought that was deliberate. I went with it, Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, letting the hair down, front and back. Are we keeping it that way? We <laughs> we're are. Going, we're we going are. all informal on the listeners. That's right. That's right. Yeah, we've got bigger issues to to talk about than to worry about our surnames. <laughs> and I guess to get straight to the point, Mel, is it green? Is it blue? Or is it red and white striped? <laughs> what is Facebook doing to us? Yes. And uh, look, apologies for those of you who are unable to see the Facebook post that we are uh, indirectly referring to but uh, with some of the exciting developments of the last week our merchandise which we'll talk about very shortly um yeah uh, look these shirt emojis aren't as simple as they seem i don't know why depending on where you look they appear in different colors so on my mobile phone the emojis are a nice little blue color in the feed of our Facebook page, they are green, but in the featured posts, they're red and white stripe. Like, where's Wally? But you said that you've got different coloured stripes. I had a blue and white. No, a blue and white stripe? Yes, I had a blue and white stripe somewhere and a green and white stripe. So, yeah, I'm baffled. I was putting it down to maybe a developer that's colourblind, but no, with, with patterns involved as well. Someone's clearly got a very intricate formula in the programming here that we all need to know about. But fear not, listeners, we are not releasing merchandise with multiple coloured stripes. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. But we are very excited that we uh, announced, when was it, Ollie Saturday, Mm. after last week's pod had been released, we got the okay that the portal was ready to go, so... Go, it did. Yes, there you are. Uh, So adventurous shirts and singlets, which is a new development. In what way? Well, I suppose we have been fortunate to have our ugly Christmas singlets and shirts and and buffs and visors over time. Oh, I see where you're going with this. I think our, our community have embraced, but... This is the first vintage of any adventurous shirts. Absolutely. Yes, yeah. and it's taken us a while to get here. We first had to redevelop our logo. Mm-hmm. That's which right. Which was designed by the office lady's son, Julian. That's right. Thank you, Julian. And then we had to get some ideas for the actual design, which we can describe. I guess Ollie's got our logo on the front. The new logo with the three, it's well, it's the three of us. It's yourself, me, and the office lady doing a zoomy in the middle That's of right. the logo. Running with our arms outstretched with a slight tilt with the tip <laughs> to the aeroplane. Correct. And the adventurer's name at the bottom. And then we've got the wording business at the front. Is that, is that, was it business? Yeah. Business at Absolutely. The front. Unlike this pod. <laughs> yes. Business at the front. And then the rear of the shirt is all casual. We've got a nice relaxed cursive font saying party at the back with some palm trees, all in a nice sort of Hawaiian-themed relaxed vibe. Yes, because obviously that imagery of of palm has grown, dare we say, and uh, I I definitely think of palm trees now and link that thought with the pod. So, hey, um, look, huge thank you to our office lady and to everyone involved. And um, it is wonderful to see, you know, as a long-time listener and occasional host of this podcast, uh, it's it's wonderful to see a tribute to the community that's followed along for all a part of the ride. It's being embraced, Ollie. Everybody's very excited and oh, people are ordering, so that's that's good. It's always stressful, isn't it, to see how it will be received. And we should also say that we picked a sky blue for the design. Well, we didn't really. Ventu helped yes. us out with an option, but we liked it because it doesn't currently clash with anything officially parkrun. That's right, yeah. As an unofficial parkrun podcast, you know, we're here to support the community. We're here to obviously you know, respect the efforts of, of parkrun and, and what they do for our community. 
but uh, to give people something different. So uh, yeah, if you are interested, the opportunity is there. It is once again a limited window for ordering and orders close at midnight on the 17th of February. That's right. And that's predominantly so that we can get them collated and made and delivered in time for Palm in April. That's right. And with a few special notes that are on the Facebook post sharing that, if you're an international listener and you are travelling, please message the office lady just to make sure if you're after that by Palm timing. But for all our non-Facebookers, all our non-Facebook users uh, that are part of the listenership. If you'd like some information, yeah, let us know and I'm sure we can email that through to you as well. Absolutely. That was big excitement for the week, but going back to last Saturday, Ollie, how was your park run day? My park run day was sunny and pleasant. Thanks, Mel. Uh, I was not volunteering and I was in fact park running, which was, yeah, Harder than I remember. <laughs> I took the opportunity with things uh, still being relatively busy at home and after a very tiring week to run at Shell Harbour, uh, which is a rare treat. And I certainly enjoyed the time out there. I did have to stop and walk as uh, I don't think the muscles were too accustomed to running up some of those hills. And I was very kindly encouraged on by uh, one of the new park runners at Shell Harbour who's moved down from nearby Wollongong, encouraging me to keep going. So I ran along with him and made a new park run buddy there. So yeah, all, all the good things really. Fantastic volunteers, lots of coffee, nothing much else to report though, I'm afraid. Well, I'm glad to hear that you got a run. Good to see you back out there. Thank you, Mel. But how was your park run day? Oh, this week I travelled to Callumbean Park Run in the town of Creswick on Jajawarong country. Creswick is in west central Victoria, 18 kilometres north of Ballarat and 122 kilometres northwest of Melbourne, and is a former gold mining town established during the Victorian gold rushes in the 1850s. I think I mistakenly cited it as Ballarat's third park run last mm -hmm. week or the previous weeks, which is technically incorrect as it lies in the Hepburn Shire. The original Victorian School of Forestry was established in 1910 by the Department of Forestry. It was the first institution set up in Victoria to train and accredit young foresters. The campus now forms part of the University of Melbourne and, as well as being a centre for forest science and research, is home to the Mathematical Research Institute known as MATRIX. The Matrix Institute is a partnership between the Australian National University, Monash University and the University of Melbourne that provides key infrastructure for facilitating and supporting research in the mathematical sciences in Australia and the broader Asia-Pacific region. Brainstorming, deep discussions and collaborations foster new ways to tackle mathematical problems including modelling COVID-19 and the mathematics of string theory. How is this relevant, Mel? I'm glad you asked, Ollie. It's fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> it turns out that the local chef responsible for catering to the mathematicians on their retreats is none other than Calumbean co-event director Adam Crutchfield. Mm. <laughs> Let me tell you about the course. The event is located in Calumbean Park, which is home to two beautiful lakes abundant with bird life and water lily displays. There is also a toddler's pool at the site, which is open during the summer months. Chinese miners first mined here for shallow alluvial gold between the 1850s and 1860s, and it became a Chinese settlement. The first recorded use for swimming was around 1910 and Calumbean Park's lakes are now popular for swimming, fishing, walking and cycling. A multi-level dive tower is a dominant feature along the water's edge, which was saved from demolition in 2015 by the local community. Now minus its top tier, the restoration of the historic dive tower in recent years has seen many visitors return to the reserve. The parkrun event begins at the picnic shelter adjacent to the toilet block overlooking the lake and apart from a small section of pavement at the start is predominantly all trail. Mm. The course loops around one of the lakes, turning back on itself to create an out and back, which you do three times. 
While the surface is somewhat uneven and I had to be very careful of my footing in the damp conditions, it does make for a very social course. I had not expected to know anyone, but was very quickly surprised by an array of familiar faces, including regular father and son parkrunners from Juniors, Daniel and Logan, fellow greatsmen, Derek and Linda Allen, mm-hmm. world tourists, Rachel Axton and Philip Coldwell, and adventurer Larry April. There were 50 participants supported by eight volunteers, and although much of Victoria was blanketed in rain, Creswick appeared to miss most of the rain front, so although damp underfoot, we were not hampered by any participation, precipitation even. (laughs) Afterwards, on the advice from E.D. Adam, I headed to Smoky Town Cafe in the main street to join Larry, his son Helix, and new adventurer Adrian Haywood for a coffee and some park faff. Oh, and I should say, all this in my little green park run mobile that I happily took possession of the previous day. Back on the road. Back on the road. So happy to be back in my own car. So there you go. There's Callumbean. There's Callumbean Park Run. Oh, very nice smell. <laughs> so a hub for mathematicians. Who knew? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you paint you paint a fascinating picture. So um, do we? Do we? <laughs> I, sh- I should stop before I ask questions because, yeah, I, I don't have the answer to uh, yeah, what other comparable parkrun experiences might there be. So, pause. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's got a university theme to it. That's true. That's true. Yeah. It might be a stretch, but it's mm. there. I like to find the hidden details, Ollie. You Bring do. Bring you little gems of knowledge that you might otherwise miss. That's right. That's right. It is about the experience. Hmm. Hmm. But Mel, so we we did get a bit of feedback from the last episode, a few comments in relation to the episode post itself on Facebook. Um, and amongst those comments, uh, I suppose have to call out from Tracy, our very own Tracy Nitutu, who did offer us a bit of an invitation after we were talking about our alphabet, uh, saying, Dear Melissa and Oliver, you are most welcome to come to Queensland to get your eye. However, it is expected to hit 38 degrees at Ipswich this weekend, so that might be a bit too warm for your liking. Mm. Love a warm run. Although I do run better in the warm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you do. You do. It's been a common theme with me this summer, but anyway. Yeah. But thank you, Tracy. Thank appreciate you. appreciate the invitation and we'll rain check on that one. But I've been busy doing some research, Ollie. That's right. You have been very busy. I have. So, Ollie, I discovered this Saturday just gone, we had two new members to the homegrown 500 Club in Australia. We had Colin Chow at SS Cooper Trail, parkrunner A174380, who did his first parkrun on the 6th of August in 2011 at Main Beach. Mm-hmm. We also had... Ken Stewart over in WA at Burswood Peninsula, parkrunner A3073334, who did his first parkrun on the 4th of August in 2012 at Claysbrook Cove. So there is now six homegrown Aussies to reach the 500. There also was the previous week one that we missed, which was Carolyn Vandermey, mm. parkrunner A3954473 who did her 500 at Homestead Park and coincidentally Ken was present for that, the mm. aforementioned Ken Stewart. And Carolyn did her first park run on the 24th of November 2012 also at Clay's Brook Cove. So there are two other park runners that appear on the Australian Most Events list, but they are not homegrown Australian park runners, but they are John Matthews with 557 events, 25 of those being in Australia, and David Piper with 549 events, 22 of which being in Australia. Wow. Well, yeah, some big congratulations there for our 500 clubbers and a huge thank you, Mel, for your excellent homework. Well, you might ask me what led me to do all this research, Ollie. Yes. <laughs> and to discover this week's 500 Club as well, our very own Michael Schultz is approaching his 500th. So I was working out when it would be, and I have learnt that it will be on the 4th of March at Kedron Park Run. Of course, yes, at Kedron. Uh, so that's very close. It is, yes. Yeah. And Kedron being um, Michael's 
home park run, I do believe. That's, yeah, that's it. Michael, that sounds Schultzy. We should be Schultzy. <laughs> Known to all. Yeah, what did we say? Yeah, party at the front, party yeah. at the back. <laughs> yes. That's right. So we'll be looking forward to that. But that's not all the yes. stats I found, Ollie. I've got some more for you. So last week we talked about events that have closed. But yes. I have some stats for events that opened in Australia, New Zealand in 2022. So over the last year, Victoria had 11 new events. New South Wales had eight. South Australia had six, five in WA, four in Queensland, three in Tassie, one in the ACT, but none in the Northern Territory. And over the Dutch, New Zealand had six. Yes. So I just thought you might be interested in that little gem. Very interested, very interested. No, look, um, again, thank you for all of the research, Mel, and it is lovely to see quite a healthy growth in our events across Australia and New Zealand and across the globe, of course, that we, we haven't called out, but uh, it is nice to see Park Run back to its growth phase and to see new events popping up over time um, in all except one of those territories there. Mm. I was checking Victoria because we do usually average about 12 a year, mm. one a month, and mm-hmm. so I was going back to confirm how many we had. So I thought while I was there, I'll check everybody. <laughs> it escalated. That's great. <laughs> it yes. Did, but that's probably enough um, waffling on for our intro, Ollie. Time to throw to our roving reports. So let's have a listen to Alison. Kia Koto, it's Alison here reporting in from across the ditch and today I am trying out Russell Park Park Run in Waipukuro in the Central Hawke's Bay and this has been my Nindy since April last year so I'm really looking forward to giving it a go and meeting some of the locals and yeah see if I can get the run director and I think I spy a tourist who has done quite a few park runs so let's see if I can get some audio. I'm at the finish line where today's run director Florrie Kerr so welcome to the podcast Florrie. Yeah yeah thanks for being here it's a great day a great morning for you. Can you tell us about your involvement with Russell Park Park Run how did you end up being a run director here? Oh, um, I got voluntold, <laughs> as you do often. I used to go to Anderson Park. So when we started here last April, and this Easter is our anniversary, um, they were just looking for run directors. And I said, I'll, I'll live locally. I'd moved down to the area, so I said, I'll help. And it was as simple as that. Oh, awesome. Well, we're very glad to have you as a run director. It was a great day today. Yeah, thank you. Beautiful thank you. weather after yeah. the thunder and lightning last night. <laughs> yes, absolutely. We were a bit worried this morning. We have had flooding on the track before at the turnaround, but we went. We had the course check this morning and, and uh, the, the path stayed dry, thankfully. Yeah. So how did you get into parkrun? Um, gosh, 2018, I think it was. Um, I had just, uh, devo- well, separated actually, marriage breakup, wanted to do something different, something for me. Um, my son used to be a runner. I didn't think I could run. And uh, so I thought I'd give it a go. And, and yeah, so now I can occasionally comfortably run 5K. <laughs> well, we're very glad that you discovered parkrun. Yeah, thank you, Alison. Yeah. And we have met before at Capity Coast. We just mentioned before we started recording and mm. I think I, you're on the pod then when I visited. Yes, I think <laughs> I am. I am becoming a regular, obviously. <laughs> so you are a bit of a tourist. Yes, I am. What yeah. are your three favourite park runs, not including Russell Park or Anderson? Oh, okay. So I uh, recently did Whangarei on New Year's Day. That is fascinating because you go across two bridges and they lift the bridges if there's a boat coming through and it was great weather. So loved uh, the best of double at Whangarei so I would put that up there for New Zealand also New Plymouth love New Zealand along again along the water so anywhere along water and I have to mention a Scottish one of course because that's where I'm from Loch Leven hello Loch Leven running round the lock love that I have heard that's a good one yeah yeah, really nice so anything with water cool thank you so much for your time Flory and an awesome park run morning thank you very much Alison thank you for coming And today's visitor who's probably run the most of anyone here is David Cable. Welcome to the pod, David. Thank you very much. Thank you. Nice to be here. And you're on holiday from the UK, I understand? We are. We're an 11-week break, so we're escaping the British wet winter. Yeah. Although the weather we've had over here recently has not that been brilliant either. (laughs) No, it has been a little bit wet. Better today, though. Lovely day for a park run. Yeah. 
And how many park runs have you run all together? Oh, 440 something. Wow. So quite a few. And I know you're a bit of a tourist too. Yeah, I've done 100 and nearly 140, I think, different wow. park runs. And how many have you done while in New Zealand? Uh, I've done all the Auckland ones and Whangarei, um, a couple down the South Island, probably probably 11 in total. That's, that's a pretty good trip. Yeah. Yeah, not all this time though. I know. We're working on it. Yeah, I know of a couple of other British tourists who are spending a long UK winter here doing yeah. the same, trying to you know climbing up the most events table. So yeah, it's a good yeah, effort. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's a nice thing to do on a Saturday morning. So uh, certainly over in the UK, we we got so much choice. Well, there are was I was seven hundred something. something like that. Yeah, at, at least in the uh, in New Zealand, you can achieve them all. You can't possibly in. However many years you're going to keep running for. That is true. Now today's park run is Russell Park. How does this one compare to your home park run? Ah, uh, well, it compares in the sense that it's out and back. Beyond that, it is totally different. Uh, the one Ashton Court is my local run, which is in Bristol, and basically it's two and a half k uphill, and you turn around and you come two and a half k downhill. It's in a deer park, a beautiful setting, but really tough. It's about a 100 metre climb. Oh, wow. And today was pretty today flat. Today was very flat, really, yes. Yes. <laughs> no deer. <laughs> no deer. No, nice river. But uh, no. So it's same but different. Same, yeah. I think that's um, true for all park runs, isn't it? I mean, they're all 5K and they all yeah. have volunteers, but they're all so different. I, th- I think with all the ones I've done, 100 and, well, coming on 140 now, they are all different. And they, they've all got something to attract you towards them. Now, what would be your top three? Not including your home park, right? Re- really hard. Um, one of them would have to be uh, Fountains Abbey, which is up in New Yorkshire, which is a, a gorgeous run around a very old abbey. Uh, and then there's one uh, called Windlacker, which is up in the Lake District, which is a, a very tough trail run. Uh, the only one where I've got state photographs because you, you look over and you see the snowtop mountains. Absolutely gorgeous. That's the sort of park run that it's hard, but once you've achieved it, you think this is fantastic. Beyond that, I mean, that there's too too many to think. You can't think of a final one. A final one that I really enjoy. Have to be one of the Welsh ones because being in Bristol, Wales is just across the bridge, and I suppose I have a fondness for oh maybe Cardiff Park Run, which is again similar to this one. It runs along the river, as out and back. It's flat, and you get some very fast runs there. I think that there was the UK or the World Women's 5K or Park Run yeah, she, record she, she, was, she was, there, was set I think. there once. Yeah, yeah. yeah, quite recently, I think. Yeah, I don't think it, it holds at the moment, though. Right, but, right. But yeah, obviously a fast course. It's a very fast course, yeah. 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 And do you have any more Park Run adventures planned while you're here in New Zealand? Uh, no, just to complete all the Auckland ones yet again. Yeah. So when we go back to Auckland, we'll make sure we do the ones we haven't done yet on this trip yeah and sadly you're missing one last week with the floods that was uh that was sad yeah but <laughs> yeah because it means i can't do my 450th in new zealand i'll be up to four four nine before i go back i'll come and stay another week <laughs> no I, I think what i'll do I, i'll go to ashton court and do my 450th there yeah which would be nice my home course yeah thank you so much thank you. david thank you I'm back in the car, ready to begin the long drive home. I think it's about four hours. I do have to make an amendment to Flory's interview. We were sat in the cafe and she was like, oh no, I've given the wrong run for the one around the loch. She um, meant to say Loch or Meadows, which goes around um, a loch up in Scotland, but we'll keep Loch Leven Park Run in there as well. Um, it was a really, really good park run um, today. Like the cafe was awesome. There was quite a few of us there. I think there were about 53 finishers in all, which is quite a high number for Russell Park. Uh, they've been getting in the 20s the last couple of weeks. So I um, actually got a higher token number than I anticipated. Uh, but it's such a really, really cool run. It goes along, it's an out and back alongside a river. It was quite misty today or foggy um, because it's been quite humid and it was a tad warm for me but you can't really complain when you get a good park run day like this so that's it from me and i hope to speak to you all again soon
And thank you very much to Alison and congratulations on more progress around the country. Mel, we should also acknowledge, um, well, no, sorry, backtracking. Uh, Alison was chatting to David Capel and the RD Flory. That's right, yes. But we should also acknowledge uh, not one of our roving reports in the podcast this week, but one we can share on our socials is uh, sent in from Tracy, uh, which was a video uh, where Tracy, having recorded uh, herself at her home park run in Chermside with her friend Cherie, who in the video is using Auslan to provide sign support. Tracy and Cherie are both studying Auslan through Deaf Connect, so it was wonderful for them to be able to bring us that roving report through a visual medium. And we will attach uh, the video to our published post when the episode is released so that you can have a look. That's right. But, Mel, I think it's time for Daz's. Um, so at Daz's this week, he said, it is ice cream for breakfast day. The office lady did not make this up. <laughs> this is a real thing. You have, yeah, you all have to eat ice cream this morning. Bon appetit. Come on in to Daz's. Tell us about your parkrun morning and give a shout out to your favourite ice cream flavour. And uh, I think we did have some very accepting participants in that, but the, someone who did check into Dazza's was Martine Barrett, who was touristing and said, Morning Dazza, Andrew and I touristed to Uroa Parkrun for their first event back since all the flood damage. Such a friendly event team and a really nice course. So pleased for the team they have their park run back finally. Too cold and wet this morning for ice cream, sausage rolls and donuts were the go. And Martine <laughs> shared a photo of herself and Andrew crouched beside the timber post engraved with Euroa Park Run Start. Fantastic. Good to see them back at Euroa. Next yes. we heard from Richard and he was bringing news of a challenge of sorts and he said, made our way to Avondale University College Park Run to meet up with Michael Gentle as he completed his cow, which in brackets, half cow club. And there was a photo of Michael in the selfie frame and another photo of Sally in the selfie frame. So we just wanted to wish uh, big congratulations to Michael for his achievement. 50 unique parkrun events now. That's right. Very impressive. And, uh, yeah, there was a bit going on at Avondale. I did notice that uh, a certain Paris was celebrating her birthday there. So happy birthday, Paris. Yes. We heard also from Thomas Martin, who on the challenge side of things headed out to Altona Beach this morning to complete all park runs in the western suburbs of Melbourne bar Werribee Mansion, which is still closed. So uh, well done, Thomas. And uh, Mel, Werribee, any, any? Oh, Werribee had flood yeah. damage to their bridge. I have not heard that they are anywhere close to coming back. I don't think that bridge has been repaired as such, so no word out there. But nice to hear that Thomas has yeah. completed the Western Wanderers Challenge. Yes. <laughs> well done, Thomas. I snuck that in. Did you notice? You did. Well, you it's did. got a West theme, Ollie. See? Oh, All well, there West. we go. There we go. That's uh, You've got to come to Palm now, Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> now, Ollie, Karen Hamilton, also on the challenge front, she said, I must have known subconsciously because it was out of character for me to feel like blueberry pancake and ice cream after <laughs> regaining capitalist status at Umbagong, Umbagong District Park Run today. But here we are. And... We had food porn from Karen <laughs> showing us her delicious brunch. But I also should mention that Karen was joined at Umbagong by John Graham, Will Barlow, Brendan Peel and Jodie Maisie. Also worth noting, also completing his capitalist out at Tuggeranong in the ACT this week was Bill. Well done. Bill from Goulburn. So great work, capitalists. We heard also from Heather Hunter, Mel, who for the time being at least was doing a not park run in Hawaii. So Heather said, it's still Friday here in Hawaii, but I'm planning a knotty tomorrow morning with a hike up Diamond Head Crater. Pretty sure I'll be craving any kind of ice cream by the time I'm finished. You know what I like about this post, Ollie? Hawaii mm -hmm. is all about palm trees. Yes, 
Yes. So that's on theme? It is on theme. And with the expression of interest going out for parkrun in Hawaii, I mean, yeah. That was another reason I put it in. (laughs) So we could bring it up and we could tell people. There's hope, people. There's hope. Hawaii's on the horizon. Pacific Island park runs, yes. Oh, how good would a palm be? Maybe for our 10th anniversary palm, we could go to Hawaii. That would be something. (laughs) That would be something. We also heard from Michael Sharp, who was at home, and he said it was three, two, one park run at the beaches. Sound up to hear the ocean. And Michael shared a lovely video on the beach of the beaches start. And there was a nice little reference there to our discussion last week about Mm. how you call the start at Parkrun. Peter Pullman had commented on our post to say, when I start the crowd, I count down three, two, one, Parkrun. Accompanied by fingers counting and then a point gesture down the beach in the direction of travel. Yeah, okay. Well, it's been great to see some of the feedback and some of the the ideas. A three, two, one, Parkrun is not one I remember hearing. However, having been to the beaches Maybe I wasn't paying enough attention. No, we probably were just too excited with the sound of the waves. That's right, yes. But a few people did say that they also use that, so it must be a widely Mm. accepted way to start a park run. So thank you for everybody for letting us know. Not that I don't appreciate some of the very creative starts too. There are some good ones there. But moving along, Mel, we also heard from Christine Imbert who said, no ice cream this morning but plenty of snow and ice on the course. Completed Jeloni Yar Park Run in Krakow in Poland. (laughs) (laughs) No, (laughs) no. As part of a group of 13 from the UK, made very welcome by the volunteers and did a Zumba warm-up before starting. And Christine shared a photo of herself with the selfie frame. And apologies for my pronunciation. We're getting a lot of lovely selfie frame photos from Christine all over the place. I'm a little bit jealous. The park runs I've been going to lately haven't had selfie frames. Well, the park runs I've been to do. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. But how, how's Zumba for a warm-up? That's um, cool. Yeah. Uh, well, warm, really, but yeah. <laughs> You're so funny. Uh, okay. <laughs> we also heard from Helen Rutter in the UK who said, North Wales for parkrun today for someone's cow slash Bailey. Three Bailey members, the original Bailey and a bottle of Baileys, all about the social and park faff. Did I even run? Photo says yes and ha-ha with a, hmm, sort of, is that a sweaty face emoji? Puffed. Puffed, I would say. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, Helen. Yeah. Sorry. Well, that's, that's the reference to the emoji. Exhausted. Uh, cross-check with the photo, yes. <laughs> anyway, Helen shared three photos. The first one was aforementioned puffed face photo. Mm-hmm. Um, the second was... Three people, which was the Bailey founder, Gregory Bailey, with mm-hmm. Helen's hubby and the newest Bailey achiever, which we believe to be Deborah Kassar. And the third pick was Helen with the bottle of Bailey's, which would be a good um, prerequisite for a Bailey run. We have a different meaning for our Bailey, don't we? We have our Bailey shots, yeah. That's true. But at some point, potentially the two shall merge they will fuse oh, together oh how cool will that be and no, then they can't, forthcoming no, shall no, no. be baileys everywhere they Why can't not? well because a bailey is a hundred different events oh, yeah, in course. your first hundred park runs it's niche i should have stopped and actually thought that through of course yes. yeah yeah yes <laughs> Missed the point completely so there'll have to be another generation of baileys that can do that <laughs> okay, baby baileys yeah, so- so, so, so I am correct, but I'm playing. I, I'm assuming there's a long game here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. No. Well, thank you, Mel. Uh, I just see more reason to enjoy um, a bottle of Bailey's. But um, I guess coming back to an earlier point, Helen, you didn't look puffed, so that's uh, incorrect emoji. <laughs> but thank you for writing in. Yes. And Mel, we also heard from Dennis Peden, who at home, who said, very late check in but reporting that the tough dudders assembled and ran in formation to celebrate our founder and first member reaching the 250 milestone, in brackets, Jeff Robinson. 
and approaching 50 volunteer credits. And Dennis shared a photo of himself and three fellow tough dudders in their club shirts running with coffees and books in their hands. <laughs> Very cool picture that. And Jeff wearing a 250 cape. We should say that that was at home at the ponds. Yes, I should have mentioned that, absolutely. And that the Tough Dadders were formed, I believe, from a Tough Mudder team in 2017. Mm. Am I correct, Ollie? <laughs> I do believe that's the research that the office lady got us from quickly from... Um, yeah, that's absolutely right. Uh, you'd think when the office lady can do the research, the least I can do is just keep it on the screen. But that, uh, <laughs> that computer crash earlier made due to that. But um, yes, Having encouraged more blokes to join the group and, and do some regular training, it's morphed into more of a social running group. But I think showing that, you know, there's some solid support there and, and fellowship and great to see it out there for the celebration. And we had Graham Wilkinson also coming to us from the UK. He said, hi, Dazza, late stop in after a busy weekend with work, but I did find time in Saturday to squeeze in a visit to Strathclyde Park Run for a Nelson 555 and my 58th stopwatch bingo number. Sunday morning was at Sterling Juniors Marshalling and taking a few pictures. Too cold in the frozen north for ice cream, so it's a latte for me to warm back up. We had a lovely landscape shop for Graham, who made it into Daz's this week because he mentioned Juniors. <laughs> and a very frosty-looking landscape, yes. Yeah, so well done, Graham. And we heard also from Stephen Jackson on the touristing front, who said, Rocky Road for this Roadrunner, and a marvellous parkrun day was had. Jen and I ventured from Bathurst to Wentworth Common Parkrun in Sydney, the reason being that my old running club, the Sydney Striders, for the first time happened to have their monthly 10K starting 100 metres from parkrun and conveniently an hour earlier. So a 3am departure from Bathurst saw us make the 7am start of the 10K. The bonus was that my eldest son, Chris, joined Jen and I along with my youngest son, Josh, and the race was on. Chris, I ran scared but prevailed with a sub 40 10K. Josh ran back-to-back -back 5K PBs for just over 40, and Jen and I watched the battle from the back a bit further. Even more coincidences, the Striders course was effectively the parkrun course twice. <laughs> so after a short break, parkrun set off at the prescribed 8am. As the saying goes, Age and rat cunning will prevail, and I managed to get the age group record and get home before either of my boys. A marvellous morning with the family. And a photo there shared of Team Jackson near the scanning area. Good to hear from Jen and Steve. That's right, that's right. And on shirt spotting, I did spot the Striders shirt and the Punish shirt. So, yeah, a bit of representation there. That's it for our Dazza's posts. Let me quickly switch back to the right tab. <laughs> And, Ollie, you must have that envelope to announce our Dazza's winner. I certainly do. Um, unfortunately, it's buried under the post-its. Give me a second. Uh, here we are. So our winner at Dazza's this week of the OB is... Martine Barrett. Congratulations. Congratulations, Martine. Thank you for posting and bringing us the news that Eurowa Park Run is back after their flood um, pause. And send us a message with your address because you are the final recipient of the Office Ladies Snazzy Stickers. That's which right. Which are called something else, but I always forget. So I call it Snazzy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the final Classy. week. Classy challenge card. That's the final that's week right. that, that is going to be awarded. So that was really lovely. Thank you to our mystery benefactor who provided those for the last five weeks. It's been nice to have something to give away. That's right. Thank you, Mel. Now, Ollie, mm. this is where we usually pause for one of our newer segments, but we actually forgot that we haven't got Rachel this week. <laughs> so She's ditched us. She's ditched <laughs> us. Maybe she's off. I don't know. 
doing something more exciting. That's right. Maybe she'll pop up later. We can edit her in. <laughs> oh, she's probably, she's hot. What do you call it when somebody's doing something else? Moonlighting. Moonlighting, yes. She's moonlighting on my 80s radio station. I heard her the other day. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> she was doing an ad. Oh, wow. Wow. Anyway. Don't we pay well enough? No, clearly not. <laughs> not impressed oh. with those stickers. Anyway. No. No. Okay. Let's move straight into our outro. <laughs> that's right. And and that's a good thing to do because we've got mail. You've got mail. We do. That's right. We have a few emails. So where do we start? You start. Okay. So our first email comes from Erica Liotta, who said, hello, podcasting legends. Long time listener, first time emailer. <laughs> Thanks to Office Lady and the challenge chart. As I progress in my New Year's resolution of becoming a states person for Queensland, I've become aware of something pretty cool. Think big. One of the greatest things about parkrun adventurer road trips is all the giant things. Stanthorpe has the Big Apple. Ros Gregor, the Big Bucket. Going past Charlie's Creek Parkrun in Chinchilla, they have the Big Watermelon. Roma, the Big Rig. Graham Andrews, the Big Chair. Emerald, the Big Painting. Coffs, the Banana, which got me thinking. Parkruns with big things. How many have something giant and could we make this into a challenge? Collect 10 big events to complete. The Adventurers at Large Challenge. Special thank you to Lyndall from the news crew for helping with the challenge name. Above, I've listed seven events. Do we know of any others? Looking forward to hearing what we can come up with. Love your work and keep on potting on, Adventurer Erica. I like this one. I like it too. Because I went to Bega and they've got a big ram, so we can add that one. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's a bit It's a bit hard to uh, potentially claim the big spud up at Robertson for Shell Harbour. Bowerall's probably got a – or Southern Highlands Botanic Garden's probably got more of a claim to the big spud. But um, mm, it's got big potential, that's for sure. Oh, where else did I go? Mildura? Mildura. Mildura. I'm sure Mildura's got a giant fish. I'm sure Billow was there recently. Get back mm, to me, Billow. Mm. Is there a big fish at Mildura? <laughs> mm. But while we're thinking, um, special congratulations, obviously, at Daz's report. We didn't read out was Erica's 300th park run at Mackay. So, uh, yeah, well done, Erica, on the milestone. Well, arbitrary unofficial, but well done. Arbitrary. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we also heard from Patio Shimo this week, Ollie, and he says, Hi, team. Thank you for your ongoing enthusiasm for bringing your excellent news on everything podcast. You're welcome. I've recently been made aware of a service known as OpenGPT, mm. a bot, if you like, which allows you to ask anything and it replies in an artificially intelligent manner. You can ask it to write an essay or even a computer program. I've had a lot of fun with it and I most enjoyed the responses it gave when I asked it to write an essay about podcasts that talk about parkrun. See the response below. Congratulations, you're in the top three. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a link, uh, I think it was a link, to the open chat GPT response. Now, the response was, I need an automated voice. We should have got Rachel to read it. Oh, <laughs> she's too busy this week. Anyway, it says. Do your best inter impersonation there, Mel. <laughs> <laughs> there are several podcasts that discuss Parkrun, a global community of free weekly timed 5K events that take place in parks all over the world. Here are a few popular ones. Number one, The Parkrun Show. This weekly podcast covers all things parkrun, including race reports, interviews with parkrunners, and discussions on the latest parkrun news and events. Number two, the Global Parkrun Report. This monthly podcast offers an international perspective on parkrun events with reports from parkrunners across the world and interviews with parkrun organisers. Number three, Parkrun Adventurers. This podcast features parkrunners sharing their experience of participating in parkrun events including their training and preparation, their race day experiences and their reflections on the parkrun community. These podcasts provide a great opportunity for parkrunners and fans of parkrun to stay connected with the global community and learn about the latest happenings in the world of parkrun. Regards, Patrick. Wow. So there's a few things to unpack here. 
There are. There are. Firstly, thank you, Patty. Yes. It's yes. a great conversation point. Um, mm. So the first thing is I don't dispute the Parkrun show being number one, but where's with <laughs> me now? Yeah, yeah. Look, um, I can see, I suppose if if we're marking this as an essay and really the office lady would be the right person to mark this one, but uh, uh, OpenGTT maybe has a bit of a bit of work to do. I think I think maybe they they left a bit of their researching out uh, until last minute. Didn't quite do a thorough job. I, th- I think I see the problem. Mm-hmm. What's the problem, Mel? <laughs> I think they've picked things with Parkrun in the title, mm. and because mm. with me now doesn't have Parkrun in the title, it's been overlooked. So that's sloppy. That's a bit sloppy. I'm not really. I'm not sold. But the second thing is, Ollie, I searched. I'm like. What? There's another Parkrun <laughs> yeah. podcast I don't know about. So I searched the Global Parkrun Report does not exist. Yeah, making up facts. If somebody can find it, please tell me because I cannot find it. Does not exist. Yeah, are we, are we seeing the flaws in artificial intelligence here? Mm. It's making up statistics. <laughs> this is what we would call in the, in our household a Cathy statistic, something <laughs> manufactured for the point of making a point and nothing else Ooh, with careful. no substantiation. <laughs> <laughs> The platform for this, Ollie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Moving swiftly on. But, Mm, yeah, Sally, if you're listening, I did not say that. Don't tell mummy. Um, Yes. Happy to be in the top three. Is that where we were going? Happy to be in the top three of this rather dubious result. (laughs) I have said that my, yeah, sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I think with me now probably should be at the top of that list with the Park Run Show and I would be very proud to take third position. Yeah, well, look, I I, I read it literally, a few popular ones. It's not claiming to be the most popular ones or or to be all-encompassing. It also talks of 5K events. Um which I thought you would pick apart, but um, ooh, they didn't mention <laughs> juniors. <laughs> oh, but look, it's a solid effort. So it's a unusual solid for effort. juniors to be ignored. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. But I suppose yes. On the theme of apps and technology, uh, one of the comments we did skip past in feedback from last week's episode, after our thanks to Johan, was a comment from Johan. Um, who had previously transcribed the episode before last. I've forgotten the term for that, uh, so that Catherine Barotta could enjoy it. But Johan said in response to our episode of last week, now why did I not think about a podcast app that can do automatic transcriptions? Turns out it is not a common thing, but there is indeed one that does transcriptions in app. Not very fast, but the quality on this episode was really good. The only slight drawback is that one cannot identify the different speakers in the transcriptions or edit mistranscriptions. <laughs> edit uh, to Johan's original post added. And one major plus, any transcription in the app is also available to anybody else downloading the episode without the need to transcribe it themselves. So that's quite positive. And look, you're definitely always going to get uh, mistranscriptions with me talking. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> oh dear. Well, but that's good to know. Yeah. So, yeah, is it Catherine Perotta that Eman? Mm. Uh, Eman. I'm looking at a photo of Eman. Ah, that <laughs> Johan. Uh, he did the transcription for Catherine. So, Catherine, you might be. Oh no, she won't. Mm. Can somebody tell her? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we have a bit of a tech team here forming. Uh, Patrick and Johan, you're um, certainly announcing yourselves as our experts in AI and apps. So we, we're getting there. We don't need to rush brilliance, but there's certainly an opportunity there. Good, because we, <laughs> we, we'll be happy to reach more people and then we could end up at number one on the um, list. <laughs> on, in the next <laughs> essay, Yes. <laughs> Oh, dear. I think you gave away who our third email is from. I think I did. (laughs) Yes. So E-Man said, Hi, team. Following Roberta Winters' footsteps, we ventured to the top end this morning and completed Nightcliffe Park Run. Great community, volley team, and lovely water views, especially if it's not wet and windy. 
Nice to chat with their RD Karen Strong and meet up with another Toowoomba Park runner stationed here for the next couple of years in the Army. Regards, E-Man. So thank you very much, E-Man. And E-Man did send through a photo, the photo that you were previously looking at, of E-Man and Christine and baby Juno holding the Nightcliff photo frame there for I believe, Karen and the other Toowoomba Parkrunner. Fabulous. So should also mention, I think they were away for Christine's birthdays and happy birthday for your recent uh, celebration, Christine. Happy birthday, Christine. And Nightcliff is getting an influx of adventurers. Is that not the third week in a row that they've had an adventurer at their event? I think so. Hmm. Wonder if we can go for four. Yes. Anybody out there going to be in the top end? You never, never know if you never, never go. <laughs> is that the right territory or state? Can't say the other one. Oh, yes. Yeah, it is. Yes. Isn't yes. It? yes. Of course. Yeah, I remember that one. That that particular um, tourism campaign for mm. those that weren't familiar with it. Yeah, if you yes. were born back then. Mm. <sighs> ah, but that was our email. It yes. Was. Yes. <laughs> Good to hear from E-Man. Moving on to our Consolidated Club report, Ollie, for Saturday, the 4th of February, 2023, of a total of 383 members, 314 took part on this date at 169 locations. There were 15 locations in the UK, three in South Africa, two each in the USA and Poland, and one in Eswatini. Locally, we had adventurers at... 39 events in Victoria, 34 in New South Wales, 29 in Queensland, 12 in WA, 11 events in South Australia, 8 events in Tassie, 6 in the ACT, 5 in the North Island and 1 each on the South Island and in Northern Territory, as we just mentioned. The largest frond this week was at the ponds with nine adventurers, Jeff Robinson, Dennis Peden, Penny Prosser, Sonia and Peter Pullman, Jarena Gearan, Lisa Spencer, Mary DeLuna and Rio Lambino. Yep, great turnout at the ponds. Hmm, still have to get there. Ah, yes, well, it's still on my list as well. You know what, Ollie, the ponds is going to be one of those events that gets the special Medibank you know, there was a list in the email the other week of where yes. Medibank was going to be. Yes, yes, that's true. I'm pretty sure the Pons was on that list. I put it on my calendar. Not saying I'm going to get there. <laughs> <laughs> but you never know. Judging no. by it. It, it, yeah. is the, it is the 1st of April, so it would be the week before Palm, before I leave for Palm. So, uh, okay. But if anybody else wants to go. <laughs> yeah, true, true. It's the party week, so it'd be worth it. I suppose so. No, well, thanks for the reminder, Mel. I haven't got any plans. I'm here to please. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) But, Ollie, looking forward, we did promise this week that we would bring you the party planner with with news of the activities to look forward to at Palm 23. However... We didn't organise it in time. (laughs) So we've got to put it off to next week. That's right. That's right. But uh, rest assured, it will be worth the wait and we do look forward to sharing all of the fun and plans for Palm 2023. Also coming up, though, Ollie, is some Pride events that are going to be happening around Australia on the 18th of February. Yeah, that's right. So uh, a number of events uh, may be opting in, and I'm aware of several that have already announced that they will be opting in to a Pride-themed park run on, as you say, Saturday the 18th of February to mark World Pride being hosted in Australia, the first time the event has taken place in the Southern Hemisphere. So Park Run Australia works closely with Proud to Play, an organisation that is dedicated to increasing LGBTIQ plus engagement in sport, exercise and active recreation through events such as Parkrun. And for a bit of context, World Pride is a global LGBTQIA plus festival that has been staged since 2000 with cities competing to host the event. Sydney was chosen by Interpride members to be the host in 2023, marking, as I said, the first time in the Southern Hemisphere. And Sydney World Pride will incorporate um, all of the uh, beloved Sydney gay and lesbian Mardi Gras events, plus a broad festival offering across arts, sport, theatre, concert parties, First Nations programming, and a human rights conference. And of course, 
parkruns. In total, it is expected over 200 events will be staged as part of the broader festival to be enjoyed by over half a million people. So, um, yeah, it, it's obviously going to be a huge occasion. Uh, I am looking forward to seeing a number of, uh, I think, what is likely to be very colourful park runs on the 18th of February. Absolutely. And I do believe Toolan Creek is going to be celebrating and so is Wyndham Vale in my local area. But there are many, many events getting on board. That's right. So thank you to Parkrun. It's a great initiative to partner with that. Um, yeah, with the body to support it. And uh, certainly Shell Harbour will be announcing its support as well. So uh, I have to get my colours ready. Excellent. Yep, yep. But, wow, uh, singers, that's been a very long section. Mm. Should we think about wrapping up, Ollie? Where are you next week? Um, I don't know. <laughs> you said that last week. <laughs> I did say that last week. I did say that last week. Uh, it, I will have another week before I am run directing. I'll be run directing at our World Pride event. But this week I have not set any plans yet. So it depends how the week pans out. Um there may be, uh, yeah, there may be a plan. Okay, he's being cagey. He's not putting anything in writing. <laughs> That's right. Keeping That's his right. cards close to his chest. How can people come along and meet you, Ollie, if you don't tell us where you're going? Oh, that's true, Mel. Yeah. Well, I, I don't want to give any false hope um, that I'll actually do anything, <laughs> to be perfectly <laughs> honest. But um, it would be nice to, to take a bit of a trip. Yeah, so I am I am looking north if I can do that. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, that's exciting mm. because it does pay to say where you're going to be going because last week I mentioned that I was going to be going to Calumbean and when I was there, Larry April came up and introduced himself and said hello because he'd been listening to the pod on his drive to Park Run, coincidentally already planning to go to Calumbean but heard that I was going. So it was really nice to have a chat to Larry. No, that, that is true. And apologies. Um, I don't mean to remain coy. Uh, I just need to get better at planning. <laughs> yes, you can see which one of us is the planner, can't you? Speaking of which, have you a plan for next Park Run Day? I was going to use some smart-ass comment, but I better not <laughs> for oh, fear of saying anything means. offensive. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, all the ones I can think of. A rude, does a one-legged dog swim in circles? What about that? (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. So I am heading out to Frankston Nature Conservation Reserve Park Run. It will be my second visit to that event and I am going to be meeting Brendan Peel and Jodie Maisie out there and I've got a travel buddy this week. Oh. Oh. That's exciting. It is. It is. I will be travelling into the city to pick up Chris Fraser and bring him along on my travels. So we'll have a little frond out there at Franger. Uh, that, that will be most excellent. Chris has been a wonderful support locally for us, uh, in particular the last few weeks, but you know, plenty of times before as well. Spoiler alert, he won't be there this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all right. He's, he deserves a good, a good travel. So I'll, I hope that that you guys have a lovely park run day. Thank you. We will. It's always nice when we've got all day to park faff. Yeah, that's right. But, Ollie, that wraps us up. It does. It wraps us up in pale blue park run shirts. No, it wraps us up in pale blue adventurous tops. How about that? That's right. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely does. <laughs> As always, you can contact us via Facebook or our email, which is parkrunadventures at gmail.com. We're also on Insta and Twitter. That's it for another week. We'll see you all next week for more adventures. Bye.